Hey guys, what's up? I'm Laura Lapp. Welcome back to my podcast. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here, you're probably thinking, finally, she's in a room with good lighting. <laughs> We're stepping it up this week, guys. Also, there is a video component to this podcast now. So if you're listening on Spotify, check it out. But yeah, this week I was thinking what I wanted to talk to you guys about. And there's only one thing that came to mind, and that is panic attacks. And now the reason why I wanted to chat to you guys about this this week is because currently, if you're following my Instagram or TikTok, you'll see that I'm on a trip in Europe. I don't know why I said it like that, Europe. <laughs> I'm in Europe. And I've been in Paris. I'm currently in the south of France and we're going to Lisbon with five friends. I actually recorded this before I went, but I'm coming to you from the past. And at the time you're listening to this, that's exactly where I'll be. And I was thinking about how one year ago, I would not have been able to go on a trip like this because I was suffering so regularly and so badly from panic attacks. So it really means a lot to me to tell you my experience with them and also to tell you the lessons I learned and how I got over them. Because in all honesty, for a while, I felt so powerless with them. And I really reached a point where I felt like I couldn't get over them. I felt like they were just this thing that I might always have to deal with and that terrified me. So first off, I'm gonna tell you my story. So early into my fourth year of university, I was out one night and something happened that I never expected would happen. And I don't want to fully discuss it in detail, but yeah, it was just a very difficult time. And I think for a lot of people with anxiety or who suffer from panic attacks, sometimes it happens for no reason, especially with anxiety, but I think typically with panic attacks, there's something that's happened, some sort of trauma, whether it's been recent or deeper in your past, that's causing this buildup of stress where you're having these intense physical reactions and at first you have no idea why, and it also feels very sudden and out of the blue. My first experience with a panic attack wasn't until about two months later, and this is so random, but it was Christmas Eve, and my mom and I had been at the beach all day. We got home, and I think I was just feeling a little woozy, feeling a little out of it, and out of the blue, I felt myself start to have a panic attack. I actually didn't say anything about it at the time. I remember my mom and I watched a movie and I kind of just pretended like it wasn't happening and tried to push it down. But I really just felt this numbness through my arms. My heart was pounding in my chest. My head was really dizzy and I just didn't know what to do and it really scared me. So that night I went to bed and I was hoping when I woke up in the morning, the feeling would just be gone, but it wasn't really that level of anxiety, even though the physical symptoms subsided overnight, didn't really go away. And then I started to become very fearful of when that would happen again. The next time that happened, I was actually at a nail salon. And oh my gosh, I remember it so well. I was sitting in the chair and this man was doing my nails. And I mean, not his fault, but he was going super, super slowly. So I was there for a very long time. 
And about halfway into this appointment, my head started feeling so dizzy. My arms and fingers were tingling. The same thing as before, except much worse. My heart was really pounding. I was sweating a bit. I felt like other people must be able to see it or must be able to tell how off I was feeling, but of course no one could. And I was just sitting there dying for that appointment to be over. I honestly thought at any minute I was going to faint or just collapse. So I went out to the car. I somehow managed to drive home. I remember the whole time I was just breathing, trying to keep calm, just focus on the road. And then I got home and I walked inside and I started bawling and I was like, mom, I'm having a heart attack. I need to go to the hospital. Cause at this point I hadn't fully acknowledged the anxiety I was dealing with yet. And my mom had dealt with some anxiety too in the past and she recognized, especially since I'd been so anxious recently, that it was most likely a panic attack. So we sat down and we actually watched Interstellar, which is one of, if not my favorite movie. I sat there and watching that movie, it has such a good plot and you just get so into it. I'd seen it before, but it's kind of like a comfort movie for me, especially after that experience. I was able to get so lost in the movie that my mind was completely distracted from what I was going through. And once my mind was fully on something else, those physical symptoms began to subside. But after that, that day and that experience was just so scary. And I really began living in fear of having a panic attack. I was so scared that if I went somewhere or did something or went far away from home, I'd have a panic attack and be almost stuck. Because it's hard to fully explain, but when I would get into that state and when I'd start panicking, I just needed to go home. Like I needed to be somewhere I felt completely safe. Even being around people other than my mom felt really scary just because... Honestly, I think a big part of it too was I didn't want people to see me like that. I was almost ashamed, which I shouldn't have been, of how bad my anxiety had gotten. And it just felt very vulnerable for people to see me that way. And I just didn't want to be in that scenario. So yeah, it honestly got worse for about four months. I'd say it began around Christmas time, as I mentioned, and then I'd been living in Florida for like two months because all my classes were online and I decided I wanted to go just live with my mom there, finish out school there. I just was over the whole partying scene and because of that incident, I just really needed some time to myself and some time to regroup. And my mom is actually not anymore, but she was a snowbird. So she'd moved to Florida for the winter and there's a horse show circuit there. So I'd compete all that. And I just wanted to be there. But then about a month and a half, into being away. I was starting to miss my friends. I was missing being at school. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go back and finish out the semester. So I went back to school. I tried to just resume life as it had been. I was going out, which probably wasn't smart and hanging out with my friends, just doing my thing. And I was in the same apartment I'd been living in for the past couple of years in my university town. And this ended up being by far the worst experience I've had with a panic attack. And I don't wish this feeling upon anyone. Um, I went out one night and I came home and I had the worst insomnia, which is something I've always struggled with a bit on and off, but it's usually very manageable. I just got into bed in my apartment and I felt this anxiety like take over me and I just could not sleep a wink. 
So the next morning I haven't slept and this panic just really overtook my body. I felt all those physical symptoms and I also felt like I just was outside my body, like I was floating. It was really scary. And I was lying there in my bed all day and I was trying so hard to sleep, but I was almost too stressed to get to sleep. So I just lied there all day and I was hoping it would go away. I remember I told my roommate and she was actually really sweet and came and held my hands and did breathing exercises with me, but it didn't help because I was just so far gone at that point into that state of panic. I remember that day my vision even went blurry a couple times. It was horrible, but I stuck it out and the next night I managed to get a few hours of sleep. And I was hoping that the next day I'd wake up and it would be okay. Cause my intention was to finish out the semester at school. I had plans on going to a sorority formal that was coming up, I was supposed to be there. The next day when I woke up, that panic was just as bad if not worse. And I remember I was pretty high up in this apartment building and I just looked out the window and I felt like the walls were closing in on me. And I felt like I just needed to be home so badly, but I couldn't get there. So the first person I called actually was my therapist and I was like, I'm in this state. I don't know what to do. Would it be crazy of me to go back to Florida and to leave school? She was like, no, if that's what you need to do and you're gonna be able to not only finish school while being away, but get your mind right and get yourself back together in a place where it's a much calmer and much warmer, then you should do that because that's what you need right now. And I already knew in my gut that was the right decision. There was no staying at that point. I think I just needed someone else to confirm what I already knew I had to do. But it was hard, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't want to end the year on that note, but I just had to accept it. And honestly, I had such a great first three years and such a great first few months of fourth year that I felt like I had my time. I felt like I did everything I wanted to do. I made such great friends. I had such a blast that I didn't really care about missing that last semester. And honestly, I still don't. It's not something I ever looked back and felt bad over because it's just the way it had to be. And I'd had my time and I'd had my fun. So anyways, I called my mom and I was like, I need to get on the soonest flight back to Florida. And God bless her, she got me a really last minute flight and the next morning I flew back. So I got back to Florida and having had that experience, being away and going back to school, my fear of panic was really magnified. Yeah, it was difficult. Getting back to Florida, I thankfully was able to do all of the things that made me feel calm and made me feel at peace. And I was so devoted to bettering myself and to healing from these things. I was meditating every single day. I was journaling. I did a few more horse shows and I was riding a lot. I was really just in a place where I could feel very safe and where there was nothing out of the ordinary or nothing new going on, which is really what I needed at that time. I needed to be somewhere that was very even and very stable. So I stayed there for a couple more months and it was great. But the thing is, I came back home and I spent a month at home, like in my hometown. And then the beginning of that summer, 
or so last summer, I moved into a one bedroom apartment. Around that time, I'd thought that this anxiety and these panic attacks were in the past because I hadn't had one for probably like a month, month and a half at that point. But the issue was, again, I hadn't done anything new or anything out of the ordinary in those months. I'd gotten very comfortable being at home and that was where I felt very safe. So then at the beginning of summer, when I moved into a one bedroom apartment, in the city by myself, I was terrified and that panic really came back. And this time I didn't really tell anyone. I really dealt with it on my own because first of all, I was so ashamed. And second of all, people, and by people, I mean my friends and some people from school knew that I'd been dealing with this anxiety and I didn't wanna keep being that girl who was always going through it. And now the thing is I should not have thought of it that way. If you're struggling and you need help, that's okay to ask for help and I know that now it takes a long time to work through certain things it can take years and that's fine that's just where you're at but at the time I didn't know that and it felt like it had been a long time and I was ashamed of that I didn't even want to tell my mom because I felt so bad that she'd helped me out with getting this apartment and now I was terrified to be there but I did manage to stick it out and it did get better after the first couple of weeks I sort of eased into it and realized that it was wasn't as scary as I thought and I had a friend in the building which helped a lot. I made sure to get out and about, all that sort of stuff. So it was okay. But then, later in the summer, there was a night when I went out and I had a very on and off relationship with going out. I would not go out period but then I'd sort of feel bad about that and feel like maybe I was missing out or maybe I should be doing it because it's what everyone else was doing and a couple of times that was okay because I didn't really drink and it was just fine but there was one night I think it was around late July when I went out and the same thing that had happened to me back at university happened where I couldn't sleep a wink I woke up or didn't really wake up, I was up the next morning and I just felt so panicked. That's when I called my mom and luckily she was only like an hour away. Also, God bless her, cause thinking of the amount of time she helped me during that time, I just could not be more grateful. But yeah, I called her and I was like, I need to come home. So she picked me up and I went back home. At that point, not only did I feel scared, but I felt very exasperated with myself and I felt very frustrated and almost a little hopeless because I just didn't see how I'd be able to work through this. It felt like it was haunting me. And at that point I was just so in the thick of it, I couldn't see a way out. So basically I had a month until I was set to move into the condo I'm in now, the one I'm filming this in, with two of my best friends. We'd had that plan for months and I was always super excited for it. But around this time, one month out, I was in such a bad place, I wasn't even sure how I was gonna be able to do that and how to move into this next phase of life. I also had a job lined up that was starting beginning of September and I was just so worried that I'd get into this new situation and panic because it really was something I had no control over. It would take over my body and I would just be, I hate to say victim, but victim to it. Yeah, so, I decided not to be at that one bedroom for August because I was like, clearly living on my own isn't right for me at this moment. I was 21 at the time and I was just like, I need to take this month at home. I'm gonna walk outside on this hiking trail by my house every single day. I'm gonna really take some time to journal and try to get to the root of why this is happening. I'm gonna go to therapy, so on and so forth. 
through that month, I actually was able to get myself into a much better headspace and working with my therapist regularly did really help. I was actually put onto an anxiety medication that just helped to level out my emotions. And here's another thing, I'll never advocate for or against medications just because it's something that I don't have enough knowledge or expertise on to really speak on. But I will say, I think if you're in a place that's as bad as where I was, it's worth exploring because for me, my anxiety was just so high, I needed something to help bring it down a little because once it had been brought down a little, then I could do the work and then I could effectively manage it myself. And we're not talking anything crazy here. We're talking a pretty low grade standard medication, but it really did help. And I think it is part of what leveled me out so that I could work on myself and make those changes and get my anxiety under control. And in hindsight, I'm really proud of myself because I did get into a much better place, but I definitely wasn't all the way there. I'd say it took the next six months to get nearly all the way there, but it did come to a point where I was so excited to move in here and I knew I wanted to move in here and I was not going to miss that move-in date. So I took the leap and I accepted that I might feel a little bit of panic, but I knew at that point that when these panic attacks hit, nothing was going to happen. Like nothing bad was going to happen. I would just have to feel it and it might be really scary and it might be uncomfortable, but it would pass eventually. So I just accepted that and I did have to take a leap of faith and I did have to just push through those fears I was having. And it wasn't easy. I definitely from the get had a great time here and loved it here and felt very comfortable here and had a great sense of home here, partially thanks to the wonderful girls I live with. But I did have moments and these were by myself where I would feel that panic rising up or I would feel that anxiety taking over a little and I just have to go ground myself and breathe and remind myself that everything was okay and that I'd been here before and every other time I'd gotten through it and remind myself that my anxiety was lying to me. I wasn't gonna die, nothing bad was gonna happen. It was fine. And throughout that time, I started taking some baby steps, which felt big at the time, but they really were baby steps to get past that panic and that fear of being far from home. Because that's honestly what it turned into. I had a fear of being somewhere that was far from home and feeling panicked and not being able to get back. And I didn't want that fear to control my life because prior to all this, I was someone who loved to travel and I was so adventurous and so independent and just really tenacious for life. I would go on trips all the time. I'd go far from home. I'd been set to go on an exchange for six months to Sydney, Australia before COVID hit. And then it was canceled because of that. But moral of the story, this wasn't me at all. I used to be quite fearless. So I was definitely frustrated by the way I was feeling and the way I'd become. And deep down, I knew I wasn't gonna stay there. So I started doing little things like just going to cottage weekends or going away for a few days at a time. Even if I felt a little panicked at the start, I noticed that the feeling was going away much quicker than it used to. And it was also much less strong than it had been before. It was something that might bubble up a little, but I was kind of like, okay, that's just anxiety. And then it would sort of bubble down. 
luckily throughout that time, every experience I had where I went somewhere away from home, still all within province, but you know, I was driving hours away, staying somewhere else, so on and so forth, all with friends. I had great experiences and I had a really fun time and made great memories. So that also really helped because I'd come home and I'd think, thank God I didn't let my anxiety get in the way of that because I'm so glad that I went. And then I'd say the real leap that I took was I'd spent Christmas in Florida with my mom and randomly I decided that before going back home to Toronto I wanted to go to New York by myself. Partially I just always wanted to go to New York and had never been but also I almost wanted to challenge myself and just break free from this thing I'd been struggling with because I felt like I was really getting there and I was almost there but I was like Laura if you can go to a brand new city by yourself for three or four days if you can go to a brand new city by yourself and handle that and feel calm and confident you'll be on the other side of this and you'll be able to do anything now i booked that weekend i booked it pretty impulsively and as it got closer I did start getting anxious about it and I remember the night before I didn't sleep that well and as my mom was driving me to the airport I did feel panic seeping in and that was really scary but I remember I got through airport security and I kind of just had this feeling of like you know what it's gonna be fine I love to travel I can do this and by the time I got on the plane that anxiety had gone away and I just felt like myself and I felt really excited and then the moment I touched down in New York, I was so excited to be there and I was so happy and I went to my hotel and I felt great and I slept like a baby and I had the best weekend and I didn't feel a sliver of that anxiety the whole time I was there. And I came home and I just felt free because now I was reconnected with that piece of myself where I could go into the world and do things and not have to be scared of that panic that had haunted me for the past year. And that was huge and I'm really proud of myself for taking that step because it might sound small but at the time that was huge. And that really set the foundation for the rest of this year that has happened so far, for going back to New York with my friends, for doing weekends away, for living here and just feeling so calm and peaceful and self-sufficient, and then for this trip that I'm on now in Europe. And I almost forget a lot of the time how bad that period of anxiety I went through was because thankfully now it's in the past but I do feel that it's important to speak about because it was that bad and I feel a responsibility now to help anyone who I can to get through that because I know how hard it was getting through that panic was the hardest thing I've done in my life if you're listening to this and you've struggled with the panic attack, just know that I know what it feels like and I know how terrifying it is. And it doesn't feel like it's in your head because it's not. That anxiety does move into your body and it will cause your heart to race and your breath to speed up and all these physical symptoms. And everyone's might be slightly different, but I did get through it. And if you're there, you will too, I promise you. And now that I've shared with you my story, I'm gonna give you some advice that I've really thought about and gained through that experience. So first off, what I would say is if you're dealing with anxiety that's getting to that point, seek help before it gets that bad. 
whether it's from a family member, a friend you're close with, a therapist if that's possible, or even chatting to your doctor about it. If you feel like it's getting to that point where it could take over your life, try to deal with it preventatively and try to work through it so that you can own it and it doesn't own you. And be open about it because talking about it and acknowledging it is endlessly more powerful and more effective than holding it in and trying to deal with it by yourself because that can become quite lonely and quite scary. And try to do daily things to keep your anxiety lower so that it doesn't get to that point. All those daily habits people talk about like meditating, journaling, getting outdoors, exercising in a healthy way, eating well, eating good foods, those things will help just keep your base level of anxiety a bit lower. But I do want to talk about how to deal with panic attacks when they arise. What you have to remind yourself, and I mentioned this briefly, is that your anxiety is lying to you. You are going to be okay. This is your brain thinking catastrophic thoughts, which is a primary symptom of anxiety. And it's convincing you that you are going to pass out or you're gonna have a heart attack or however you're feeling. And I know how real it feels, but just remind yourself that it's not. The anxiety has moved into your body and your mind is thinking the worst. That's all that it is. And when you're in that state of panic, really what you have to do is go somewhere that feels safe. Now, if you aren't somewhere that feels safe, let's say you're far from home and you don't have the ability to do that in that moment, find a safe place that you can go to mentally. For me, that was Florida. That was the beach I'd always go to. So I'd visualize myself there. I'd feel the sand on my skin. I'd hear the ocean waves. Even if you have a video of that place that you can put by your ear, anything like that, and just try to go there mentally. That will help. But again, if you can physically go to a place where you feel safe, that will also help. Now I would recommend getting someone to pick you up or even taking an Uber there because driving when you're in that state isn't always the safest. I did it once and I wouldn't do it again. So that's just my one side note. If someone else can take you somewhere during that time, then that's great. And really try to rationalize your anxiety. Say to yourself, this is anxiety. This is normal. This is a chemical reaction to things I've gone through or stresses in my life and this will pass and I have the power to get through this and I've gotten through it in the past. Say that to yourself even out loud if you need to and it'll help you to rationalize that feeling of panic because if you can do that you can start to reduce it a little more quickly. Another thing I do is do anything you can to just distract your mind. I think art is the most helpful thing in this instance. Put on a movie, put on your favorite show, put on something that comforts you, even reality TV. And if you can get your mind absorbed in that, you can slip out of that panic state without even meaning to. If you're calm enough to, reading can also be great. Now another thing, and I never felt entirely comfortable to do this, but if you do, call a friend or call someone you really trust and talk to them and have them talk you through it. Because at least having someone in that with you, it'll make you feel less scared and it'll make you feel less alone. Another thing, and this is somewhat random, but when you're in that panicked state, if you have pepper nearby, chew on a kernel of pepper. 
you know, like out of the grinder, or lemon juice, or even a bit of salt, something that has a really pungent taste to it. Chew on that. And that will also serve as a mechanism to help distract your brain and to help begin to snap you out of it. And it's not gonna work instantly, but it will help to slip you down into a more relaxed state. And have a plan in place. Write out something to yourself do this for your future self and write, hey you, I know you feel scared right now and I know you feel panicked, but this is your reminder that it's in your head. It isn't real and you're gonna be completely okay. You've been here before. I had that in a note on my phone and when I'd feel panicked, I'd return to it and read that and it would ground me and remind me that I had gotten through this before. And I'd even write in that note, I know this feels worse than the last time, but it's gonna be okay. Because I'd always think, no, but this is worse. This is different somehow. And by having that reminder in that note, I could remind myself that's how I always felt and it was gonna be okay. Now, another thing is to address the root cause of that anxiety and of those panic attacks if you can. For me, I had to go through therapy and work through that incident that had occurred before I could begin to get over these panic attacks. You have to face your past before you're able to fully move on from it or it might haunt you. And that's another reason panic often begins. It can sometimes be because something's happened in your past and there's this buildup of anxiety in your body that's getting worse and worse over time that it culminates in this attack. And that's one of the powerful things about preventative strategies or about talking through your anxiety as it comes. Because by doing that and getting it off your chest, you can effectively prevent or diminish the power of these panic attacks in the future. And finally, have at least one person in your life who knows what you're going through and who knows about these panic attacks. And make sure it's someone you love and you trust and don't rely on them entirely because i think that can become a tricky thing for both people involved but have someone who just knows what you're going through so if you text them and say hey i need to talk i'm feeling really panicked you won't have to in that moment explain what's going on they'll just know and they can hop on the phone or come get you and they can help you if you have a parent who can do this for you i think that's ideal or a best friend a significant other the one thing to watch out for is try to make sure this person is in a good place just so that you're not adding sort of an emotional weight onto them that they can't bear. Try to go to someone who feels like a very together person in your life and who's a calm presence and who is willing to help you through these things. And it's also just comforting, and for me this was my mom, to have someone who just knows and someone who understands. And be patient with yourself and know that it could take months, it could take it could take weeks, it could take months, it could take years. It's different for everyone and it depends on the magnitude of your anxiety. But don't give up and don't lose hope because everyone gets through this. Something that even helped me was looking up celebrities who'd struggled with anxiety and panic. And then I'd think of these people who I sort of looked up to or idolized in a sense, and I'd remember they'd been through that too. And somehow that made me feel better because it made me realize that it wasn't just me going through this. Other people had been there and it was all going to be okay. And don't feel like you're less than because you're having these struggles. You are more than because of them. You are more than capable of rebuilding yourself from the ashes. And you are more than confident and more than self-assured because if you've gotten to that place, you've seen who you are when you're at your lowest. And 
you will or you have been able to build yourself back up from that and if you're not there yet i promise you will get there everyone does you just have to keep fighting Alrighty, that is all for this week. I love you guys so much. And if anyone is going through this and wants to message me to chat further on Instagram or TikTok, please feel free to. I'm always here to help and I wanna give advice in the best way possible. And if you have any questions about anything I've talked about or anything you're going through that I could potentially help with, always feel free to reach out. I hope today's episode has been helpful. And once again, if you're going through it, just know that you will get through it and keep going because the happiest days of your life are still ahead. And when you get on the other side of this, life is going to be more beautiful than it ever was and you'll appreciate it even more because you've known what it is to struggle. And one day you will own your anxiety. It won't own you. And take all the time you need and seek all the help you need. There is zero shame in that. I love you guys. I know this was a bit of a heavier episode, but I'm filming a bit of a more fun one in Europe this week. And yeah, 